Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 2 of Primrim's Playlist Season 3. My name is Prim, and just like last time, I'll be analyzing 5 underrated Korean songs and recommending them based on your taste in K-pop. So, music videos, huh? If there's one thing K-pop is known for, it's its music videos. Between the glamorous close-ups, intense choreography, and beautiful styling, K-pop has a particular visual style that's instantly recognizable no matter the concept. But have you ever noticed how few K-pop MVs feature instrumentalists? Obviously, there are some exceptions such as Day6 and later Wonder Girls videos, but most of the time, MVs focus solely on the vocalists. While this can be attributed to the vocal-centric nature of K-pop groups and the rise of electronic production, it still feels sad to think about how little recognition instrumentalists get from K-pop music videos and in turn, K-pop fans. So today we're going to take a look at some underrated Korean releases that prominently feature instrumentalists in their MVs. Full disclosure, not all of today's artists are strictly bands. A couple are solo vocalists with live instrumental accompaniment. So if you were expecting an all-band episode, sorry for the misleading title. That being said, I think you're still going to like what I've got in store for you today. Let's pull up the playlist! First on the list is Black Heart by Oyun and Yang Jin Sook, currently at 5,000 views on One The K. The instrumental here is largely piano-focused, using low, warm tones as the bass while filling in gaps in the vocal melody with higher, colder-toned parts. These colder parts help break up the general warm tone of the song, which Oyun's low and soft voice certainly contributes to. Though some of the bass is provided by lower notes on the piano, the majority of the bass line is provided by, well, an upright plucked bass. There are some interesting aspects of this song composition-wise, most notably the key changes leading into both the second verse and the final chorus. These help keep the song from getting too quote-unquote boring, which is a complaint usually levied against slower, calmer ballads. Granted, I personally love these sorts of ballads, but hey, to each their own. Oh, and I can't forget about the drums, which are added circa the first chorus. These drums are mixed very softly, combined with the bass and the general warmth. It gives this song a coffee shop vibe at times. I recommend Black Heart to those who like Will It Reach You by Lee Soo Young from the Jango K. Jung Live For Love OST. Will It Reach You, just like Black Heart, has a very warm tone to it, broken up by occasional colder piano stings. Additionally, it's mixed somewhat similarly, with the drums being very quiet. However, Will It Reach You takes a more cinematic-slash-dramatic approach to its composition, especially in its almost marching band-esque drums, despite their quiet mixing. The coffee shop-esque feeling in Black Heart is better matched by Peach by IU, despite the difference in their specific instrumentals. So if you loved hearing Will It Reach You and Jango K. Jung Live For Love, but also the calming feeling of Peach, take a gander at Black Heart. How about song number two? Next up is Night Lights, Garage Session version by Kuhyun, with 1.8k views on Warner Music Korea. We start off here with a combination of somewhat muted drums, soft guitar strums, and a spacey, warbly synth played live via an electric keyboard. All of these elements are kept relatively consistent throughout the song, with the exception of the spacey synth, which is replaced by an ambient pad whenever Kuhyun sings. Which makes sense, otherwise there'd be too many melodies happening at once, and they'd start to clash. Speaking of Kuhyun singing, he sings in a low and breathy register, which, when combined with a heavy reverb and occasional telephone-like compression filter, adds to the ambient and spacey or underwatery vibe of the rest of the song, though the drums keep it from getting too muddy or aimless. Weirdly enough, Nightlights reminds me a bit of Beautiful by 101. 
Beautiful has a bit of a spacey feeling to it too, especially in its use of synth pads and descending white noise, but it's anchored by its drum track, just like Nightlights. Plus, Beautiful incorporates a bit of soft guitar too, and heck, its voice like synth even reminds me a bit of a synth in Nightlights intro. Of course, Beautiful has some more up-tempo EDM vibes in it, so if you want something a bit more chill, then I'd recommend Nightlights to you. Song 3, please. At 1.4k views on Ogam Entertainment, our third song today is Stupid by 2Z. Definitely a change from our past couple of songs, Stupid is an upbeat rock song featuring a steady-picked electric bass and an overdriven rhythm guitar, punctuated by sturdy bass kicks and piercing snares. However, there's some genre blending going on too, as the song uses a saxophone to play its main melody during the instrumental breaks. This is certainly a unique choice for rock, but honestly, the harsh tone of the saxophone fits in beautifully. It's a combination that's unexpectedly great, like ketchup and rice pilaf. Don't judge me. Anyway, the same goes for the 80s-esque synths used to fill out the instrumental during the verses, especially the second verse. One thing I really like about this song is that while there is a main vocalist, that being Hojin, a couple of their instrumentalists, those being Jinsub, Bumjun, and Zuna, get their own turn to sing too. Each of them brings an entirely different vocal timbre to the group, adding to this mashup of different sounds and influences. There's definitely an organized chaos to Stupid, somehow managing to combine rock, 80s synth-pop, and a saxophone, and get road trip vibes out of it. Okay, these two songs don't really sound that similar at first, but hear me out here. Stupid reminds me of Pretty You by Seventeen in the way that it uses rock as a base genre, but adds other genre inspirations on top. Granted, with Pretty You, it's trap percussion and acapella beginning and some retro-inspired piano throughout, which is very different from the saxophone and 80s synth-pop found in Stupid. Also, Pretty You has a much faster tempo and gives off more pep rally vibes than road trip vibes. However, they are definitely similar in how they have this bricolage of different styles involved. So if you enjoy the organized chaos of Pretty You by Seventeen, you might get a kick out of Stupid. How about song number four? Our fourth song today is Sanji Ko's cover of De Carissimo by Ostor Piazzolla, which has 2.7k views on Warner Music Korea and 7.8k views on Sanji Ko's official YouTube channel. She actually released this cover to commemorate what would be Piazzolla's 100th birthday. The bandanone played by Sanji Ko is definitely the star of the show in De Carissimo, usually being the instrument playing the main melody, though sometimes that role is passed over to the violin. Notably, there are no vocals in this song. The melody is entirely instrumental. Alongside the bandanone and violin, the instrumental is filled out by an acoustic guitar and upright plucked bass. Interestingly, there is not a dedicated percussion player or instrument in this song. All the percussion is actually made by the creative use of everyone's existing instruments, usually by slapping the body of one of the stringed instruments, though my personal favorite is the violinist playing on the little bit of the strings below the bridge, producing a grinding sound. I asked my violinist boyfriend about this technique, and he called it, to put it in technical terms, absolutely cursed, so you know I've gotta like it. In terms of composition and tone, the song is extremely upbeat and joyful. However, it ends on a sudden uptick in tempo, change in time signature, and finally one very tense and crunchy chord that leaves you wondering what just happened, and more importantly, wanting more. This cover of Decarissima reminds me a lot of Clara's Dream by Lizzie from Orange Caramel, 
It has a very similar set of instruments, but Clara's Dream adds in a dedicated drum track and goes for a slower, more contemplative feeling. Honestly, tone-wise, a better fit for Decorissimo is actually Villain by Stella Jang, especially its upbeat and mischievous chorus. Basically, if you like Villain in Clara's Dream, Decorissimo is perfect for you. Let's hear song 5. Coming in at 400 views on Super Soundbugs, this is Frida Kahlo live version by Mr. Road. I should note the original version of the song was released back in 2011, but this live version is much more recent. Additionally, it's a very different instrumental from the original song. While the original is straight up a rock song, this version is all acoustic guitar. And I mean that pretty much literally. Other than the vocals, the entire instrumental is made up of two acoustic guitars, with the closest thing to percussion being the occasional scraping of fingernails against the guitar strings. This gives the song a much warmer and more welcoming feeling than the original song, which serves as an interesting contrast to the vocals, which are raspy, full of emotion, and almost strained. This vocal style is a holdover from the original rock song, and honestly, this song really would not be the same without it. Honestly, I couldn't really think of a song quite like this in mainstream K-pop, at least in its original form. However, it's fairly common to see idols perform acoustic versions of their songs at live events or as bonus videos online, so we can draw comparisons to a few of those. It's not cheating, I promise. This is the live version of Frida Kahlo anyway. In terms of contrast between vocal style and instrumental, I'd highly recommend Frida Kahlo live version to anyone who loved the acoustic versions of Error by Vix, Shine by Pentagon, Danger by BTS, and especially The Tiger Moth by Monsta X. Last but not least, let's hear our Sore Thumb song. Our Sore Thumb song today is Cigarettes and You by From20 at 5.4k views on Genie Music. This song starts off immediately with From20's vocals against ambient synth chords and some noise samples while muffled, echoing 80s synthpop-esque percussion slowly builds in volume. From there, it adds in the percussion at full volume, punctuating the continuing ambient sounds and newly added quiet plucked synth. At the choruses, a high, thin lead synth comes in underneath the vocals, which have gotten even more reverby to compensate, while a steady and quick bass line pulses in the background. This instrumental stays pretty consistent until the end of the song, with occasional Phil Collins-like descending bass stings coming in, plus a bridge where all the synths cut out, leaving us with pretty much just percussion for a few measures. Interestingly, the song ends super abruptly, which is especially striking considering how repetitive the song is. It feels like it could loop forever, but then it just… ends. I think the combination of ambience and synth-pop inspirations in Cigarettes and You reads as almost a combination of Egoist by Olivia He and Jin Soul from Luna, Paradise by Sion from Dreamcatcher, and You and My Heart by Twice. Like, if you took the powerful vocals from Paradise, added a bunch of reverb like in the post-courses of Egoist, then put that plus some of Egoist's second course instrumental on top of a slowed down version of the instrumental of You and My Heart. That's definitely overly specific, but hopefully that should get the idea across. So yeah, if you're looking for something reverby and a little bit synth-poppy, definitely give Cigarettes and You a listen. Now that we've heard the whole playlist, let's move on to today's special feature a full review of Anya Un's latest EP. So we can agree that Anya Un really needs no introduction, right? I've talked about her on this podcast more than any other artist. Ever since Trumpet Creeper dropped circa season 2 episode 1, I don't think I've missed a single comeback. 
For those who might be new to this podcast though, Anya Yun is a singer-songwriter who releases a variety of music, but has mostly been working with up-tempo piano-based ballads for the past few releases. She's known for having a very unique voice and singing style, super high-pitched and harsh with a lot of vibrato. Think like if Seoyeon from G-Idol crossed with Momo from Twice and Lisa from Blackpink, but if that crossover got super into trop. Now, the previous three Anya Yun songs I've covered, Trumpet Creeper, Waltz, and Proust, have been singles. Her most recent comeback, Sailing, however, is the title track of an EP called To the Island. So I figured, why not review the whole EP in one go? There's a lot of great stuff to cover in this EP, so let's dig in. Let's start with the first track on the album, Prologue. This is actually a fully instrumental track, being a piano solo meant to set the mood for the EP. It starts off slowly with deep tones and close, crunchy harmonies, mixed so as to sound distant, giving off an eerie vibe. Of course, this fills out a bit as the song goes on, growing a bit closer sounding and adding in some higher tones, but the eeriness is still there. Where this gets really good is the crunchy, accelerating, descending section about a minute and 40 seconds in, which then transitions into some disconnected sounding high and low melodies. That part really stood out to me, I think because of its chaos. I will say I'm not a fan of 240 onwards, though I do think it serves as a nice lead into the next track on the EP. It almost feels like they wrote the first 2 minutes and 40 seconds of a song to be its own thing, then thought of 240 onwards later and just tacked it on, you know? Other than that though, this is still a great first track, really setting the mood for the rest of the EP. Oh, and if it means anything to y'all, I also sent this track over to my boyfriend, and he said that it reminded him of Debussy. I don't know enough about Debussy to confirm or deny that statement, but hey, I'll take his word for it. Next up, we have Beginning. This track starts off with another deep, low-toned piano section, calling back to the start of Prologue, before quickly adding in cinematic-sounding strings and percussion. This only lasts for a couple measures, though, before it cuts back to just piano. This is where Anya Yun starts singing, by the way. The minimalism in the instrumental really helps her voice shine, which is good because this is the first time you hear her voice in this EP. You definitely don't want that to be muddy, you know? Plus, it makes it more impactful when the cinematic parts come back in. I gotta say, I really love the woodwind instrumental that comes in at about 1 minute 30 seconds in. I'm not entirely sure what instrument it is, but it really fits the song well while also giving it its own unique feel so that it isn't just straight up Pirates of the Caribbean energy throughout the whole thing. Oh, also, this track is in waltz time. You know I love me a good 3-4 time signature. Actually, between the time signature and the cinematic ballad feel, Beginning is definitely the song of the EP most like her last few singles, so if you liked those, this will definitely hook you on the album. Alright, here we have the title track, Sailing. This starts off again with piano, which ties it into the rest of the EP. However, the change in EQ during the little piano intro helps foreshadow the EDM inspirations later on in this song. The instrumental then suddenly shifts gears into acoustic guitar and semi-syncopated percussion, seemingly inspired by Latin American music, or at least by other K-pop songs which take inspiration from Latin American music, there's kind of a telephone effect going on here. Also, this song makes heavy use of not irregular measures per se, but irregularly placed measures. There's one extra measure just placed into the middle of the first verse, which serves as a buildup to the more filled out instrumental during the second half of the first verse, 
adding in rhythmic staccato violins, some longer and slower strings, and some shaken percussion. The pre-chorus goes back to piano, but with added marching band-esque drums, building up to the chorus, which goes back into that slightly syncopated instrumental style. And then we get the post-chorus, definitely the most iconic part of this song, adding an EDM-inspired synth brass dance, some trap-inspired hi-hat rolls, and a great ad-lib from An Yeun. The song basically repeats these same kinds of instrumental sections from here on out. Piano with marching band drums, slightly syncopated with rhythmic violins, and EDM horns with high-pitched vocal killing moments. Honestly, these sections remind me of three different songs. Deja Vu by Dreamcatcher, Play by Changha, and Secret Story of the Swan by Is One, respectively. So if you, like me, love these three songs to death, Sailing is basically made for you. Track 4 is Voyage, a return to the dark, eerie piano vibe introduced in Prologue. Unlike Sailing, which showcased Anya's higher range, Voyage focuses more on her lower vocal register, at least at the beginning. The song itself is quite slow with an all-piano instrumental, and the tone of the piano matches Anya Eun's voice, playing lower when she uses her lower register and higher with her higher register. This change is easiest to hear at about 1 minute 15 seconds. All in all, there's not really much I can say about this song in particular. It's a fairly minimalist song production-wise, basically feeling like if Prologue had vocals. Obviously, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. In fact, it's one of my favorite songs on the EP. There's just not much for me to comment on. Lastly, here we have Shipwreck, the final song of the EP, if you don't count the bonus instrumental version of Sailing. We start off strong with a sharp downwards glissando, which quickly transitions into dark, syncopated piano, plucked bass, and jazzy percussion in waltz time, my kryptonite. There's some really nice interplay between Anya's vocals and the piano, with the latter acting as a melodic extension of the former during instrumental breaks. There's also a really nice synth guitar solo at about 1 minute 20 seconds in, which adds to the jazzy feel, especially in combination with the higher tones added into the piano part. Also, I have to say, I love Anya Eun's high notes and the breakneck pace piano solo during the post-chorus, starting 2 minutes in and going for the rest of the song, even adding in a more overdriven guitar into the mix. I will say, I'm not a big fan of the fade-out ending, First of all, I'm not a fan of fade-out endings in general, but it's especially disappointing and ostensibly the last song on the EP. It just doesn't end the EP as cleanly as I would expect, you know? That being said, this is still a stunning song. It honestly reminds me of early 2010's spooky Vocaloid music in its composition, which gives it an almost nostalgic quality. That being said, that's pretty me-specific, and most people won't have that same nostalgia. Nostalgia isn't the song's only strong suit, though. Anya Eun really killed it with this one. Okay, time for my final thoughts. First of all, this is an extremely strong EP. Each song showcases Anya Eun's talent in its own unique way, sometimes through minimalism and letting her voice shine, sometimes through maximalism to match how powerful her voice can get. Despite my qualms with a few parts of this EP, I really do love it. It basically screams Anya Eun no matter what genre or genres each song is in. If I had to choose a favorite track, I think it would have to be Shipwreck, even with its slightly disappointing ending. It definitely has the most impressive vocals, and it has that nostalgic quality for me that I just can't pass up. Also, Anya Eun, if you're listening, you're the real MVP for including the official instrumental to sailing on here. That's basically gold for mashup artists and cover artists everywhere who want to take a crack at this song. 
That being said, honestly, I think most of my issues with this EP could actually be solved just by swapping Voyage and Shipwreck around. This would make Shipwreck's fade-out act as almost a lead-in to Voyage's much quieter tone, which to be honest is a bit jarring coming right after sailing. Also, putting Voyage at the end makes its tonal callback to Prologue just that much more powerful, and ends the EP with a much more satisfying conclusion. Really though, that's the only thing I'd change. I absolutely adore this EP, and I can't wait to see where Anya Yoon goes from here. There's just one more thing to take care of before we end today's show. It's time to spin the Wheel of Segments. And this week's segment is... Doppelbangers. As you already know, a lot of this podcast is based on comparing songs. Usually, when I compare songs, they aren't actually that similar. Maybe a shared instrument, same genre, or similar vibes, but you'd be hard-pressed to confuse one for the other in the wild. But what happens when songs are a little too similar? In this segment, I'll be investigating a song that's been accused of plagiarism. Obviously, this is going to be a bit controversial, so I just want to manage expectations. The purpose of this segment is not to make any judgment on plagiarism accusations, or condemn or acquit any artists featured. Instead, I'm going to examine both the similarities and differences between the songs to see if fans of one can enjoy the other, all accusations put aside. My saying two parts are similar does not equal me saying they are definitely plagiarized, and my saying two parts are different does not equal the opposite. Understand? Okay. With that out of the way, let's talk about today's doppelbanger, Boom Boom by Momoland, released on January 3rd, 2018, produced by Shin Sedong Tiger. And while this is certainly a doozy of doppelbanger, with not one, not two, but three separate plagiarism accusations to its name. Let's start off with the most well-known, that being Me 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 by Cerebro, released June 10th, 2013. Boom Boom is alleged to have ripped off Me 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 in quite a few ways. First of all, the melody of the main synth in Boom Boom's instrumental segments are very similar to both the chorus vocal melody and the main synth melody in Me Me Me. The two also just generally have near-identical instrumentals. Acoustic guitar during the introduction, going into a bouncy synth with syncopated backing rhythms, which continue throughout the chorus with the addition of a thumping bass on each downbeat. Really, for most of the song, the only super noticeable difference between Me 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 and Boom Boom is the addition of a loud hi-hat on the upbeats in Boom Boom's verses, as well as the total switch of the instrumental during Boom Boom's rap break. Additionally, several parts of Boom Boom's vocal melody are very similar to ones in Me Me Me, particularly during the second and third quarters of the first verse, the I am so super duper duper and wow wow parts of Me Me Me. Really, the main differences between the two songs are the lyrical content and the vocal style. The vocals in Boom Boom are way softer and less harsh than those in Me Me Me, so depending on what kind of vocal timbre you like better, you may prefer one song over the other. Additionally, the lyrics to Me 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 are very NSFW compared to Boom Boom, so that may put off some listeners. And if you like a good second verse genre change, then Boom Boom is definitely more for you. I've already rambled for way too long about our first accusations, let's speedrun numbers 2 and 3. They relate to much smaller parts of Boom Boom anyway. First, let's quickly look at Are You Hungry by Junghwa and Karen from Exit, released on June 1st, 2016. And yeah, the acoustic guitar at the start of Are You Hungry is near identical to that in Boom Boom. If I didn't know any better, I would probably assume it was a direct sample. Additionally, the instrumental during Are You Hungry's verses are quite similar to Boom Boom's, though not nearly as much as Me Me Me. All the instruments are different, especially that harsh bass synth, just a similar rhythm and hi-hat. 
In general, Are You Hungry has a crunchier EDM vibe to it than Boom Boom, making more use of more aggressive drums, harsher synths, and a lot of vocal chopping. So if you're like me and love noise and crunch, you'll probably like Are You Hungry. Next up, DDD by Exit released November 7th, 2017. The only alleged plagiarism here is of the first couple bars of DDD's chorus being used for pre-chorus melody in Boom Boom, so there are a lot more differences at play here. DDD, just like all the other alleged plagiarism sources we've covered so far, is a lot grungier and crunchier than Boom Boom. In the case of DDD, it's also a lot darker in tone, with a lot of deep bass and harsh siren noises. Also, the vocal style involves more alternation between vocals and rap, as well as a lot of sliding between pitches. It's much more of a mature concept than Boom Boom, so if you prefer mature concepts to cute concepts, especially if you like darker concepts and deeper bass, you'll definitely prefer DDD to Boom Boom. If not, you'll like Boom Boom better. And with that, we end episode 2 of Primo's Playlist Season 3. If you enjoyed this episode, check out the original songs at bit.ly slash pmp underscore s3e2, all letters capital, all numbers numerals. If you want to say hello, you can find me on Instagram at primms underscore playlist, Twitter at playlistprim, or the official Primums Playlist YouTube channel. Links to everything can be found at linktree slash primsplaylist. That's linktr.ee slash primmsplaylist. Primums Playlist is a proud member of BrainRound Presents. For more information, visit brainroundpresents.wixsite.com. If you'd like to support our podcasts, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash underscore prsnts. Only $2 a month for Discord access and longer episodes, $5 a month for shoutouts and early episodes, plus bonuses for all our other podcasts. Shoutout to our $5 plus tier Patreon supporters Adrian Frisbee, Saffron, Emery Silvers, Jupiter McIntyre, Prozac Haven, Delane Bouchamp, Connor Fox, and Jan Aloni. You make this podcast possible. Thanks for jamming with me today. Please,